For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back to Hack City. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. Today we're going to be recapping the action from round one of the FCS football playoffs. But we have breaking news. Literally, as we were right about to hit the record button, we might have had to have done this if we waited five minutes longer in the middle and reacting to as the news broke. But we're going to talk about off the top, Delaware is moving up to Conference USA. Obviously, this has significance to Sean and I because we spent a good part of our career playing against Delaware. I was recruited by Delaware. Big FCS footprint on the East Coast. We're going to talk about that coming up and more. Before we do, though, Sean, can you just share with our listeners a quick word from Bet Online? Yeah, next year I'm going to petition that we get coach firing props, you know, set up before the season. Uh, and uh, Frank Reich would have been on the list for me. I can't believe he got really? dumped you would already. Have, you would have been that oh, early? Carolina stinks. Um, but it should be Brandon Staley next. Uh, and then Josh McDaniel's already out. So there's a lot of coach movement. It's a really odd time of the year, but I would like to put some action on it eventually. But if you like betting on actual games and not dumb stuff like me, head to Bet Online today. Remember to use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. All types of parlays, straight bets, other props. It's just fun. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Sean. So Pete Thamel, who is a very, very reliable source within the college football community with ESPN. He is tweeting conference USA is expected Delaware as a new member for the 2025, 2026 season. The sides have been in talks and a decision is expected to be formalized in the upcoming days. This is something that I, you never, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I had sourcing on this, but it was something that you talk to people who a guy knew a guy that they were interested in conference USA. And I'll be completely honest, Sean, when I was on my visit to Delaware, that was one of the things that was actually brought up. I was there, the Delaware visit and the Stony Brook visit, both of those visits, they indicated that they wanted to look and explore expanding their stadium so that they could move up. Now there is this bigger barrier where it's not a few thousand dollars. It's now, I believe a million is the barrier to move up to FBS. It's interesting that they're not moving up until 2025 not unexpected because we see this happening right now with Kennesaw, but here we are. I think that if there was a FBS brand to move up, Delaware makes the most sense. A lot of people will sit here and say that are not really understanding of the FCS landscape that would say Montana, Montana state should, or North Dakota state, South Dakota state should. It's a very different brand of football in those States. They are very proud of being dominant at the FCS level program like Delaware just looking to move up and expand their athletic program. Not like those programs that, again, are continually dominant at the FCS and want to stay that way. Yeah, no one's uh, – I'm not going to say that Montana couldn't go up to the Mountain West or Montana State couldn't, but it, it, there's just different circumstances because Delaware has its own East Coast pocket, and it's got a good amount of students attending the school. It's got a good enough stadium. 
enough CUSA-esque traits where it makes sense to me. It does. I mean, right. uh, people are going to react like, I mean, the knee jerk is, well, JMU deserved to move up because they won a championship and, you know, they, they, were, they dominated the CAA and Delaware scraped by Lafayette. True. That's true. And that's a fair reaction given the lack of, I guess, deep playoff success that Delaware has had. But it's still a good enough brand on the East Coast in that mid-Atlantic where you you know people that went there, you know people that want to go there. Uh, so it, it's, it seems like a rational move to me. And I would say that Delaware might be more well-known than James Madison when they were both at their FCS peak. That, that, that's how it is, right. in, in my opinion, just because it's a big enough. It's, it's the state school. It is, a, it is the state school. The state school typically in a single-A conference. They're joining the ranks of Liberty, New Mexico State. That's the one that really catches my eye that they have to play New Mexico State and how far they are. Um, But the rest of these teams, the regionality makes a ton of sense. Um, Jacksonville State, Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee State, Louisiana Tech, Sam Houston, UTEP, FIU, all are within a striking distance. And frankly, not much further away than where they had to travel to go play the likes of Maine and the CAA. So... Not really anything too odd there. They'll have to compete with a number of former FCS programs that have moved up and developed into pretty competitive teams. I will say this. I would expect their trajectory to not be on the same path as what we saw from Jacksonville State, who was immediately competitive, and what we saw uh, from James Madison, who was obviously immediately competitive. There were other programs that also joined and immediately put up some pretty good wins. I would expect them to be a lot closer to Sam. It'll Houston be more reflective of, of Sam Houston. Yes, it will be because Jacksonville state and James Madison are doing uh, not the unthinkable, but the unorthodox when moving up where, and, and it's going to take a little bit of time for Delaware. It just will, you know, they got some guys that went to the NFL recently. Uh, Troy Reader's still playing his ass off. Uh, Nazir Adderley, I don't know if he retired. I don't know if, yeah, I forget what his, his th- but they do have a number of guys. They have, a, they, 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 they have yeah. NFL production, they man. Do. They've got some decent NFL production. They do. So that's a good uh, uh, facet for them. Facet? I don't know. <laughs> it's not a bad move. It's not a bad move at all. I don't mind it. I think that while all this realignment stuff is going on, if you want to try to make your move, make your move now because eventually – there's going to be another wave and more teams are going to be moving. Um, so why don't you just get ahead of the curve, get your stuff situated now, get the papers rolling so it can be an easier transition before it all crumbles again. Right. I wonder. And CAA fans should be upset think, because the CAA keeps on adding teams. Yeah. You know, they right. I, I almost like think five that, teams since, since we graduated. Yeah. The CAA, I think might've, predictively had known that this was happening and they deliberately went out of their way to add as many teams as they did because they were, I also wouldn't be shocked if somebody else doesn't try to move up uh, in the same timing, but we'll have to see what happens. All right, Sean, let's talk about these round one games. We will get to Delaware versus Lafayette later on. I'm going to start us off with Gardner Webb versus Mercer. This game was pretty competitive. It was pretty close. 17 to seven was the final score. 
my real like main takeaway from this and again it was very close and i think it's indicative of how messy the next round game will be against south dakota state for mercer that i thought that just mercer had smothering coverage gardner webb had really no success finding any chunk plays and i think the seven points is pretty reflective of that i also think what was noticeable is what we knew coming into this is that mercer just has really good athletes ty james devron harper they were picking up a lot of chunk yards. They were picking up a lot of big plays when they needed them. And it was just a, a, a lot of move down the field, move down the field on the drives that they were able to put points on the board. But I'm not really surprised by the final outcome here. Gardner-Webb was fine. They got in because of an AQ. And here it is. They got knocked out early, which we talked about when we predicted. Yeah, I was surprised to see Gardner-Webb with three interceptions in this game. Uh, Mercer, good job. Wait, you know. You coached and played the way you needed to to beat the AQ in the first round. It's a good win. Uh, it's not a super flashy win. It's not a sexy win. It's not a win where you're looking down the barrel if you're SDSU like, oh, my gosh. You know, they really put something out there for us. They might challenge us. No, 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 no. We'll preview also. But it's a good enough win. Get to the second round. Give yourself a shot. And that's what they did. And just keep getting your guys involved. You get get Ty James involved, get your playmakers involved. That's all you need to do. That's what you should do. You're not the well-built juggernaut team. You're the team that has a couple dudes that are going to make a real push for the next level. So let them break the game open because you don't have the all, uh, all 22 clicking in that way. But it's a good win. It's a good win. Yeah, a quality win and uh, not a... What's the, how, how do we want to put this? It's, it's not, not important win. for it, it. It's, it's not important for the whole landscape of the playoff because as we're talking about here, they're basically, this was a matchup of two teams of who gets slaughtered. Yeah. First, it, it's you know? really, it's, it's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate draw to be cannon fodder for mm -hmm. SDSU. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. That, that should have been what, what game was it? There was one actually, no, that probably is the most fitting of being the, the cannon fodder. Because there were a couple teams which we'll get to that, that just clearly were not playing the same sport. Uh, one of those was Duquesne, who Sean prematurely oh, no. took a victory lap over 40-7 to loss to Youngstown State. Holy hell, this was a bloodbath. These NEC teams tend to really struggle in these first-round games, as we've seen in the history of the playoff. Uh, one thing that really stood out to me, I knew that this Youngstown offense was good, but I was really amazed by how easily and willingly they were able to air it out. They were taking shots deep. They were connecting on them. Even when they weren't, it was setting up other plays down the line for them to hit. I, I really liked the offensive, um, the offensive approach. Darius Parentes, former teammate of ours, was running for his life in this wow. game. He was not able... Uh, to really have a clean pocket. And I think that that pressure really got to him, a guy who was up for the Walter Payton. I don't think he's probably going to win it, but he was up for the award because of the stats that he put up. Plain and simple, Sean, massive talent gap. There was a pretty noticeable glaring talent gap between these two teams. You think Bryce Oliver averaging 22.6 yards a catch in this game indicates a massive talent gap, Joe? You're silly. You're being a silly goose. Maybe just a little bit. What about Tyshawn King averaging 5.3 uh yards carry for 101 yards I, I yeah youngstown this is the opposite of the mercer win when i was saying that mercer didn't have a sexy flashy oh gosh they're rolling win 
this is what Youngstown did. Putting up 40, having the offense look that good, having the defense look that good, that is a win that makes the, the team that you're playing next buckle it up a little bit this week during practice. It's not we're on to since it's not we're on to the next playoff game. It's we have to win this one. Villanova is having different thoughts on Sunday than they were on Friday. Much different because mm. you just don't want to see that 40 bomb coming down the pike. And it looks like it did. I forget if we included this one, but I really think that that Youngstown Villanova game, I actually really think that it's that gonna is going to be a, a chippy matchup. That's that's probably one of the better unranked on ranked games. And I know because you're the eight seed, you're going to draw one of the more difficult opponents. And that's exactly what happened here. They have to face probably one of the best, if not the best unseeded team. Actually, I'd probably give that to North Dakota State after we saw that the mess that they put out there against Drake, which we'll we'll get to in a second. Sac State versus North Dakota ended up being uh, a high-flying, high-scoring affair. It looked like Sac State might actually pull away uh, pretty easily, but North Dakota put up a pretty good fight. Final score ends up being 42-35. to 35. This was a pretty nice battle that we saw between these two teams. North Dakota's defense, non-existent, and that was something that I was unsure of. The same thing really stands for North Dakota for me, Sean. I really don't know what they did well enough to win this game. They, they just don't have that X factor to pull out a game like this. I will say, where the hell was this version of Caden Bennett when we needed him? I, that version of him and the performance that he put up, him and Marcus Fulcher, it's almost like because of, and I, I think that Bennett maybe dealt with an injury off the top of my head. I don't, I don't know for certainty. I know that Fulcher was in and out of the lineup, but if this is what they look like at full health and this is the team that we're going to get on a week-to-week basis during the rest of the playoffs, do not be surprised that they don't come out and beat South Dakota. I, I really don't think that the, that should be a, a hot it's take. It's not a hot take. When Sac State really gets rolling, they're an impressive bunch. Uh, I do have to give credit to North Dakota because Sac State kind of set the FCS Twitter sphere ablaze in the big, in the first half of this game where everybody was, I guess, you know, getting the Twitter fingers out there, feeling themselves during the holidays. Uh, Sac I State's offense that. waking up. Oh, my. Where was this? all? Year? I'm like, oh, God, you know, they must be really be putting it on them. They, they must really be, you know, blowing them out. No, no, no. It's a one score game. North Dakota fought. So that's a that's a tough loss uh, for them. They just weren't as talented enough. They're probably as good as Sac State, not as talented. And unfortunately, Sac State, when they showed up and they uh, uh, really played to their potential, they won the game. That is not a fun team to play when they're hot. I don't want to mess with Caden Bennett. I don't want to mess with Marcus Fulcher if they're if they're if their offense is really going like that. Their defense still gave up thirty five, but. If you can go blow for blow, Sac State's going to get creative on you, and they're going to end up scoring some points. So this is a – it's going to be a fun – it's just – you have to think after this game they're going to – they're going to – it's going to be a dud, right? I know. Like, and I don't know why Sac State is It's they, just a gut feel that it's, it's going to be a dud They've now. done that all year. They've you know laid, they have they've done laid eggs. And I, I don't want them to lay an egg. I want that South Dakota Sac State game to be really fun. It just feels like they mm. are. Feels like they're going to lay a little bit of an egg. I, I think that I agree with that, but I feel like that this might have been an indication that they're back at full strength. But at the same time, as you were just talking about, there was a pretty clear 
you know, for those that were invested in the FCS and paying really close attention to it, everybody saw what we saw that North Dakota was not as good as we thought that they were. And maybe this win looks better and more propped up because you're beating a, you know, a top 25 team. But the reality of it is you're beating an unjustly ranked top 25 team that really only had one good win. North North Dakota played the game of their lives against, against North Dakota state and then proceeded to just be mid the rest of the way. So maybe it's not that much of an accomplishment that, um, that they performed the way that they did or that Sac State ended up beating North Dakota because you're beating a fool's gold type. That's fine. But I thought Sac State was fool's gold. Also, I had them at like 24 in my final. Well, that's the hilarious part is that like both of these teams arguably did not really belong in the, in the, I don't know if they did end up playing the best game of the, of the the playoffs. (laughs) So that seems to be how it goes, isn't it? Uh, This for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This next one was probably the worst game of the first round and will be the worst game of the playoffs. I jokingly said that Drake should not get off the bus against North Dakota State. And you know what? They heeded my advice. They did not show up on the field. This is a score, 66 to 3, as if they stayed in the hotel and North Dakota State just ran on air for the whole game. And then somehow they just handed three points to Drake at the, you know, at whatever point. I'm going to be completely honest with you, Sean. I don't know about you, and I don't care if anyone gets mad at me for this. I didn't watch the highlights to this game. I didn't get eyes on this game. There's nothing I could have watched with this game that would have told me anything. It was 66-3. to This was a warm-up game. This was a bye week for North Dakota State, likely, well, like we said that it was going to be. I'm not wasting my goddamn time watching that crap, because that was a bloodbath. Joe, that is, you're not doing your due diligence, buddy. You need to watch all the I games. I bet you'd never even watch the game. I bet you you don't know ball. Yeah, I didn't watch the game. I'm not wasting well, my time watching the, the game. You don't know ball crowd is going to have to come after you. I watched every second of this game. Uh, don't ask me to prove it. Shut the it hell tape up. Tape. <laughs> uh, very interesting matchup. No, look, it's just it's so FCS for this to be like who North Dakota State drew. It's so FCS, right? How did they know? Like what? Why? Why would they cook it up like this? Why would they cook it up like this, Joe? Letting North Dakota State figure out how to score again in the playoffs. They gave them a warm up. They gave them a walk. I know what they did, and it's frustrating Uh. that they got Drake. They didn't get North Dakota. They didn't get any Drake. Any bump? (laughs) Whatever. How much more can we talk? They should have given them North Dakota. That would have been fun. But, you know, here we are talk, talking about nothing. Uh, <laughs> NC Central versus Richmond. <laughs> NC Central versus Richmond. 49 to 27 was the final score of this game. Richmond pulls out the victory. Dude, this was a weird yeah. one because NC Central was pulled away with this thing. Davius Richard was balling out. He was playing out of his mind to the expectation that we thought he was going to play. They had this game. And then suddenly, Richmond just made probably some of the best adjustments, mid-game adjustments 
that I've ever seen where there were no open receivers, complete lockdown coverage. They did a great job of containing Davies Richard and they pulled away. And I think what was the big dagger in this was the punt return touchdown. And then there was that crazy kind of bobbled long pass that was, that was then caught and returned for a touchdown. I don't know if returned is even the right word there, but there were two back breaking daggers that happened at the end of this game that just completely helped Richmond pull this thing away and seal the deal. Did Richard go down in the first for a little bit? I thought he might've gotten a little, a little tweak. Uh, I thought I saw that posted here. I don't think here's what's impressive about this. Richmond. Northern Virginia is the emergency capital of the U S there couldn't be more ambulances and and more fire trucks. Ambulances. Look, Richmond, I've been harsh on all year to be, to be fair. So I've been harsh on them. I didn't think they had any quality wins. I didn't think they really played the the rough CAA schedule that they could have, but they won the games. They made the playoffs. Okay, putting up forty nine against a very good NCCU team, that's mm. impressive. I am impressed with that. They earned it. That's a huge win. That is a good NCCU team that would give anybody bump. Gosh, it's baffling. How do they how? How does Richmond do that? How did Richmond come out and, and light the, the the damn candle? I guess Wickersham just decided, all right, it's playoff time. Yeah. I'm going to ball the hell out. Seven incompletions, 290 yards, three touchdowns, 70 yards on the ground. Impressive. He's he impressed he was me. Pivotal. He was pivotal for that, that second half, sir. It's just crazy because it was literally – it was literally two different halves, and it was one of those ones where you kind of you you're, you're peeping the score, and you're thinking to yourself, "Oh, NCCU is going to pull away with this thing," but you know Richmond uh, ends up getting a pretty big victory. Nichols, uh, another dead body oh, on the mat, on thirty-five to nothing versus SIU. Nichols is probably one of the most barnyard ass teams okay. that I've watched. Okay. Man, they just there was. There was nothing that I got from them. There wasn't a second in this game where I was like, oh, they might have a shot. It was just like, SIU, go ahead, man. Do what you got to do. We'll let you take this one home. Sean, this was one of those games. Why do games you do this every year? Work. Every well, year we do an FCS round one bracket. You yell about the AQs. and I'm getting flashbacks. Because a bunch of them suck. <laughs> flashbacks to last year when you're yelling about all the same things. Why are you Sean, so angry? <laughs> Sean, this is one of those games, though, where you have to stand up and you have to go outside for a little bit and then you got to come back and sit back down because you just you're like, what? what? This was not a this was not a football game. This was not. This was a bludgeoning there. There again, there was not a single instance where Nichols had an opportunity to do anything in this game. They got down in the red zone once and failed to convert on a fourth and goal. That was about it. This is one of the worst games that I've watched all year. It wasn't even entertaining. It was just like, oh, another bad offensive drive. Oh, SIU. Oh, they're going to go down and score again. Oh, another bad bad offensive drive. Oh, Nichols going down. Oh, they got stopped on fucking goal. Bad game. I'm sorry, anyone who watched this. I'm genuinely sorry. I'm not saying it's a good game. Uh, (laughs) But you can't keep yelling about the AQs. 
They, I got they, they will. They deserve their shot. They earned it. Look, yeah, SIU, the best thing to come out of this game is that if they're hot, then we get a good, we might have a good game between them and Idaho. Like, that's that's the best thing that could have come from this game is for them to win in defining uh, in dominant fashion and then uh, maybe get some momentum going into Idaho because that mm. should be a fun one. Or it could be, you know, it, it, it could be similar to this. Idaho could roll over them because SIU is one of those teams where it's this, where they beat somebody 35 yeah, nothing, very, very, streaky. and then they get beat 35 nothing. So what do we do with it? I don't know. Could be fun, though. Could be fun. Lafayette versus Delaware. This one was, was really weird to follow. I, I really thought that Lafayette was going to pull this thing out and I was going to be vindicated. And I think I am a little bit because I, I still believe that Lafayette. You were close. Yeah. They, they played a really, really good football game, and they played their brand of football, which is turn the football over. Uh, Jamar Curtis, they just ran all over that Delaware defense, and he's a fun little back. He's He's got you know good feet. He, he did a really good job in the goal line situations. He's so low to the ground, but they just did not have the offensive juice to slow down and go shot for shot with what Delaware did in the second half, and what Delaware did is they just they locked in. They did everything that they need to to score quickly. They got stops on key drives. It, it's kind of similar to the Richmond-NC Central game where you know you make early mistakes, you're playing sloppy, you let your opponent take a decently sized lead, and then you're saying to yourself at halftime, all right, guys, we got to stop playing around. We're, we think that we're better than this team. We know that we've got more talented football players. They're just playing a more sound brand of football. And they came out, they cleaned up. They really, really locked down on defense that slowed everything down. But the biggest issue, Lafayette could not tackle in the second half. There, there were a lot of yards after catch plays where guys were just streaking down the field. Um, um like Yarns, I, I don't know why I completely forgot his name. Yarns had a, a couple of runs where he just picked up nice chunk plays. The lack of tackling showed up. And I think that's a big reason why Delaware was able to take advantage of the fact that they, they've got some pretty good athletes. Yeah, Delaware also has to be noted. They've played about every quarterback on their roster this season. Uh, oh to Ryan O'Connor and then uh, Nick Min. All right, here we go. Nick Minucci. I should have known that. I had a I had a bat with a similar brand name. I, I don't know why I got caught up on the double C's. Regardless, Minucci came in and did the damn thing. It looked like a Ryan O'Connor stat line. Not a ton of attempts. Two hundred yards, three touchdowns. That's a good system. Their system has to be good if the backups and the third string or whoever the hell you have in there playing quarterback all year can go in and produce similar results. It's a good system, and Lafayette is a good team. Jamar Curtis is a very fun, very good player at the running back position for Lafayette. Fat stats a couple of times. He he had a really good year. Uh, Delaware, though, I am I am – I would not be comfortable playing Delaware knowing that they're succeeding without their top guy throwing the ball. That is that that is dangerous. That is a team that is playing all 22. Everybody is getting it done mm. and capping we could they could have chalked, they could have just chalked it up. Said, "Hey, you know what? We just wasn't it for us this year. We got too injured. We, you know, Lafayette was really hot. They were a good team. They could have chalked it up. We've seen stuff like that happen before. They did not. 
uh, impressive, impressive win, tight win, good game. Chattanooga versus Austin P. The last game that we're talking about here. Th- this actually was a really freaking yeah. fun game. This might have been, in all seriousness, the best game of the first round. Final score ends up being 24-21. They they really fought with each other. And it felt like it felt like Chattanooga had a little bit of an edge for most of this game. It felt like they just were really pushing around Austin P. You saw the size and the physicality difference on the offensive and defensive line. And we know that Chattanooga pumps out really good NFL-worthy offensive linemen every other year, and they put out some really good defensive line linemen that they have and bring to the table. They've got some really good players. I think that Austin P just did a really nice job of scratching and clawing and fighting to stay in a game that, like many of these other teams, of the, all these other AQs, I think if this was Nichols, this game would have been much much more of a blowout. Instead, they they stepped up to the plate. They weren't afraid to go punch for punch with Chattanooga. It ends up being a very late last second field goal that seals the deal for Chattanooga. Uh, but hell of a game. This one was really fun to track. Yeah, Mike Delello. They went with a, a heavy ground game. Uh, he still did fine. You know, he threw a touchdown. He had a uh, hundred yards. I don't know if that was the right call. Maybe that's what the game was accounting for. And they said, okay, we can keep grinding it out. Keep running. I mean, if you have a running back uh, like Javon Jackson that can go for an eight, 184, two touchdowns, you know, it'd be silly uh, to, for me to be saying that you should have passed more. But DeLello was a Walter Payton finalist. He was mm. a, a vote non-existent. non-existent. I don't understand that decision. I understand the decision of wanting to run the ball in the playoffs. I, I understand the, the decision of, of doing that. Yeah, but you're not going to out physical. I don't think a more physical no, team. They're not. That's what the stupid. It was, part was just, just questionable on the past game of of why it disappeared when that seemed to be their bread and butter, uh, at least closing it out. I mean, he was he was finishing hot, and it, it's just a little bit baffling. Now, Chattanooga fluky touchdown, very fun touchdown on the on the pick. Uh, I believe it was um, uh, Javen Watley who uh, ended up stripping the ball on the interception and then ran it back in for the touchdown. Those plays are always wacky, and you can see some of those wacky plays on the wacky days. I swear to God. We need a soundboard that with, that, just, with that. Um, do you think that? Wacky play on a I'm not going to be mean day. to him. He hasn't been mean to me. I'm not going to. I don't care. I'll be I, I know you will. Oh, you haven't heard the things that he says behind your back. Oh, what are you talking about? Oh, I know. I know. You think he's not one of those oh, people? Oh, 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 you think he's, he's not one of those people? What do you people? mean? Has he been? Has he been I don't remember things? exactly, but he used to shit talk everybody. What, what do you, you say about me? About? You know, he, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I know that he shit talked every single person that we, we did student radio oh, with. Interesting. That's why I don't take that kid, that guy seriously. Well, at least we stayed on air. I forget what he said, but there's plenty of times, man, that he's everybody, everybody. I mean, you know, he should talk. You've been around. I mean, the guy that we're referencing, just a a barnyard, goofy ass kid who did uh, student radio um, at Rhode Island and and went viral because he had one of the worst play calls um, that I've heard in my life. And I don't think you'll ever hear anything worse after a pretty crazy interception that happened against URI and William & Mary a few years ago. Um, 
But you knew him well enough to know that he would do that. Well, he stirs the pot. He's no. Nah, now I'm getting back into it. No, I, we can't. We, ha- there, we have. There's to no talk. pot stirring. <laughs> He's just a bad person. <laughs> he just sucks. Oh. There's no. There's no stirring well, the pot. Ohio State <laughs> lost this weekend, so he can. You know, he. he I almost hopped in that <laughs> chat, but I, I don't waste my time with lame ass people. Oh. I don't waste my time well, with that. Shit. How about uh, I, I, you know what? Chattanooga, though, we got to get back on topic. Solid season. We were closing out. Solid season. This is a good. Say for Austin P. I think that it's tough, but I. Uh, but Chattanooga this year never really felt like they had it all. But they're going to the second round of the playoffs. Even if, win or lose, that's a good year. That's that is a good year for them. I, it's just a it's just a good team. It's just a good football team that consistently felt like they were getting the short end of the stick when it came to either coverage or just general respect. And let's see what they do against Furman. I mean, Furman's going to, but it'll be, uh, it'll be good. I mean, this was a fun game. I don't know why Austin P didn't pass it more uh, or, you know, have the Lelo have more control of the game, but you know what? That's how that was the decision that was made. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson. Thank you for tuning in at Joe DeLeo and at Sanderson Radio. Hit that subscribe button wherever you're tuning in. Podcast, video, you name it. Don't miss out as we're going to be previewing. This Is it the, is it the quarterfinals? Yeah, just say second it? round. I, I, I just say this. second round because I don't know the round. difference between quarter, semi. We'll be back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.